Hello, and welcome to the Wednesday Word. My name is Anne Hardy, and I am the Outreach Director for Desert Spring. It's my pleasure to be our podcast host for today. This is a roundtable podcast produced by Desert Spring United Methodist Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. Our goal is to discuss our weekly Wednesday devotional with our guests in the hope of refreshing our spirits while learning more about the faith journey of our guests. The devotionals we discuss are related to Sunday's sermon in some way. They could expand on the theme or have a point of view twist, but always will be related to Sunday's sermon. If you missed Sunday's sermon and you'd like to check it out, please go to Desert Springs website at desertspringchurch.com. It is my pleasure to welcome today's guests. Today we are joined by Peggy Kearns and her husband, Mike Kearns. Hello. Hello. How are y'all? How are you? <laughs> We're also joined by Chris Devereaux. Yes, thank you. It's good to have you all here. Thank you for being so flexible and, and coming in today. I appreciate it. So Julie um, gave our message on Sunday. She did a wonderful job. Um, it was Camp Sunday, and her message was titled, All I Need to Know I Learned at Camp. Julie says we celebrated a ministry that is foundational in the lives of many here at Desert Spring, Camp. We talked about how Jesus went to the mountain to pray. We understand the importance of going to the mountain or removing ourselves from day-to-day stuff of life every now and then to be able to connect with God. I believe that this need is even greater for our children. Camp has a lot to teach us. What about you? Did you go up, grow up going to camp? Was it foundational for you? So any, anybody have experiences with camp that they'd like to share? Well, I, I didn't go to church camp, but I went to uh, Campfire Girl Camp mm. and 4-H camp. And both of those were very, very good experiences. First of all, I was a city kid, so getting out into the nature part of it. But a lot of it was about leadership and learning and growing. And, of course, at Campfire Camp, you earned badges for certain things that you did. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe I took all my swimming lesson badges there at at camp two two years that I went. And it was um, a great time to build self-esteem, I think, because I was pretty shy. And going to camp was an opportunity to work with others. And recently, you're not going to believe this, but recently I found some letters that I wrote back from camp. Really? And they are hilarious. I was in the fifth grade. (laughs) But it was all about how we won the banner for the cleanest cabin. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess I learned how to be clean (laughs) during my... uh, trips to camp but it, it was pretty funny it was about badges and uh-huh. you know the food and yeah. and the other kids and all of that so I think camp is just uh, can't be an, enough said about how good it is for a, a child to go away and be away from their parents mm-hmm. and experience nature God um, and fellowship with other people mm-hmm. and for me I got to go two years in a row and so that was a it was a big deal for the family because there wasn't a lot of money but uh, it was a, a good time and I learned a lot so wow yeah and and how lucky you were um, you know not every kid we have wonderful camp scholarship programs but I imagine um, they may not have existed 
you know. Um, no, I don't think there were. It yeah. was. I think it was only like fifty dollars for a week, but to my family, that was that was huge. Well, yeah. And at that time, yeah. But it was uh, well worth the time, mm-hmm. and and uh, it's funny that I found those letters recently. I think that was just that's. Great. And then she had Camp Sunday. It was like wow. Yeah. <laughs> what a great thing to find, even even if it was just the mundane things of camp, mm-hmm. though, because you know. Probably something you don't even really remember until you find it. And then, oh, this is great. No, I didn't. I didn't remember it. It was in a box which had my little bolero that you wore with all the beads Uh uh, that you earned. You earned beads from Campfire Girls. And it was in with that. It was in a a, uh, chest. Where was that? Was that in... uh, No, it was in Indiana. Indiana. Uh, No, actually it was in Michigan, right over the border in Dwajak, Michigan. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Camp Camp Tanaduna. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, they taught you to swim. Oh, yes. And they taught you to how to clean. How to clean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are important life skills. How to, how to get along. That's, that's right. And how to be away from mom and dad. Yes. That was big. Yeah. That was the first time I'd ever been away. Yeah. 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 How about you, Mike? Any camp? I did. I went to a uh, church camp. It was called St. Dorothy's Rest. And it was up in the woods in Northern California. What a great experience that was. I think we probably, the boys' uh, cabin, probably one of the dirtiest cabins, though, <laughs> <laughs> because we're boys. Uh, but it did teach us how to play well together, uh, it, and it taught us the foundation of fun, and it taught us the foundation of, of respecting the outdoors and uh, just having a good time, uh, and, and most importantly, how to get along together. Uh, as sort of grown-ups, right. little, little grown-ups. Little grown-ups, <laughs> little people. How old were you at this camp? Uh, I believe I was 10, and my brother was in the other uh, cabin, and he was 8. Okay. And where in Northern California? I'm from that area. Uh, I honestly don't remember, but it was somewhere in the, the north of the uh, the Redwoods. Uh, oh, uh, really far north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Up, up, up. Up, up, up. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Sounds great. And Chris, you must have gone to camp as a kid. Yeah, definitely. I started at like seven or eight. Um, and every year when we were in Arizona, although I think that the camp that the Methodist Church owned down there, they've sold now. Um, the Mingus Mountain? No, we still no, have. No, the, the other one. Oh, there was another one. Yeah, they still have Mingus, but I forget the name of it now. But just getting up, I remember just getting up to the camp um, was kind of a treacherous trail. So just getting there. You know, your nerves were on and you're kind of ready. You know, it was this big mountain that you were traveling up one way each way. So if another car was coming, you know, you had to kind of scoot to the side. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, some some of my first crushes, some of my best friends, you know, at the time I made out, uh, out in camp. And, uh, you know, just like you, you know, new, new things to learn and new experiences. And, mm-hmm. yeah, great, great place. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite things about Potosi Pines Camp um, I've never, uh, gone as a counselor. Um, I've been a camper just for day camps. Actually, no, I did. I did go for a women's retreat and spent the night in the, uh, beautiful retreat center. Really gorgeous. Oh, the newer. Yeah. The newest. I haven't had to spend time in a cabin, but, um, picking up my kids after them having been there for a week and they're just filthy and happy and excited to talk about it. They've got, um, you know, bags of things that they've made. They want to tell you what they did. They're exhausted and dirty and just 
they've had the best time. And it is, I always loved picking them up, number one, because I miss them, but just seeing how happy they were from this experience. It was really, really a fun time. They're, they're kind of too old for that now. They're kind of in the counselor age now. But um, Potosi was really fun for them. I don't think you're ever too old to get dirty. <laughs> no, <laughs> and no. have fun. <laughs> no, no, it was it was great, and and I remember I was a very nervous mother uh, when my daughter the first time my daughter went, my oldest, um, and the uh, the uh, dean of the camp was the wonderful Brandy Andrews, um, who knew how nervous I was and knew I this was a step out of my comfort zone to send my. I believe she was going into second grade, so little. Um, and Brandy would call me. She wasn't allowed, but she called me every night to tell me that she was okay and she's loving it and she's doing great. <laughs> so um, it was. It was. Uh, not only are they great with the kids, they're great with the parents. Yeah, I do remember that uh, like day two or three of the camp, we had to write a postcard to our parents yes. to let yeah. them know that letter. we were <laughs> or a letter or something to, to let them know that we were good and what we've been doing and, you know, told them all about playing cowboys and Indians out in the forest and getting dirty. And we went into an actual, uh, they, they took us into a cave. So we got to experience a little speed, speed lunking, which was a heck of a lot of fun, uh, don't like enclosed spaces still to today, but I, I do remember that was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. That's great. Good memories. Good memories. Um, so uh, Julie asks us, where do we go to spend time with God now? That's a great question. Well, De definitely in nature. Yeah. yeah I, I, well, number one, God is everywhere. Mm -hmm. So we, we spend time with him. He's, he's with us right here. Yep. <laughs> But yes, uh, I go. I love to go out in nature. One of my hobbies is uh, geocaching, which is GPS hide and go seek. And one of my fun things to do is to go out with my friend who has a jeep and just go out jeeping and uh, find our little treasures. But also enjoy the outdoors and and, and just wonder of the nature and uh, that that he created for us. Yeah, there's a um, a small. Uh, beach in Northern California that my husband and I like. And it is not a swimming beach. Um, it, there is no swimming. Um, it is um, near Inverness, California, Point Reyes uh, State Park. And um, it's overcast and like I said, no swimming, so there's no, there's not a lot of families there. There's just a few people walk through. We pretty much have the beach to ourselves when we go up there, and I just love to just sit on the beach. We just take, you know, we take our lunch and it's a couple of chairs and spend all day sitting there on the beach. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's a very uh, worshipful time just being in nature yeah recently we i was tired of being in the house tired of doing whatever i said let's go for a hike which we do every so often but we went out to middle oak creek trail out in red rock walked back in there way back in there and then we just sat and looked it is so pretty back mm -hmm. there and you know there's god because it's like who how could this be mm -hmm. it's so pretty 
It's so pretty. Yeah, and yeah. so we, we've always enjoyed the outdoors. Uh, we had a cabin up near the Canadian border when we lived in Minnesota, and so that was my happy place, leave work go there, sit on the porch, sit by the fire, mm-hmm. um, just enjoy what was out there. Yeah, blow mm-hmm. some steam, decompress. Yep. Yes. Yeah, get ready for the next week. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. So Julie talked about the four program goals at the conference camp Potosi Pines and what uh, she has come to learn in her 25 years of doing camp. The first program goal is to build the self-esteem of all who come on the mountain. And that goal starts with silliness. We are intentional about being silly at camp because we want to create a safe place to be. By showing the campers that we can be silly by singing songs or doing silly skits, we show them that they can be silly and try new things too. Taking small risks leads to taking larger risks and trusting in God to give us the strength. In Philippians uh, chapter 4, verse 14, we read, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. What is it that you do to create a safe place for people to grow, to try new things, and to build them up? What have people done for you to build you up? Well, I'll start with this one. Uh, As a registered nurse and one of the older registered nurses in my profession, because I got into the profession in my 40s, Uh, I took great pride in uh, taking younger ladies and gentlemen and who had not had the experiences I had and to mentor them. As a matter of fact, I I chose to mentor a lot of folks uh, through their first days in nursing. And what I did, it takes a lot of patience. And any kind of mentoring process takes a lot of patience. But what I did was there was a heck of a lot of praise involved when they did well. And when they didn't do well, if there was, a, if there was an issue, that was something that we talked about privately and, and was more in a gentle manner than in an accusatory manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good leadership skills. I would say for me, it's what people have done for me to build me up. I remember going to 4-H camp. I was probably 12 or 13 by that time, but you had an older uh, counselor. They were probably 16 or 17, and their job was to work with you to be a leader because it was a leadership camp, now that I think back on it. And it was just a lot of time of them making them making you feel like you could do things. So we did night hikes where you had no no lights or anything Mm, so you could learn to trust the person in front of you and the person in back of you i I remember that distinctly was along the banks of the wabash that's a song in indiana on the banks of the wabash but it really (laughs) was on the banks of the wabash and they uh all the things that we did during that time was to to build you up so you could be a leader and i was in the junior leader program and eventually became one of those people i didn't do camp later on but Um, helped other people in 4-H build their leadership skills. So mine were revolved around a little something different than church camp. But Mm -hmm. but really the things you do are very similar. I can remember some of the silly songs. I won't sing any for you (laughs) (laughs) because it wouldn't be pretty. But And those kind of activities, we did skits, we did um, uh, talent show, Uh all the things you do at camp in – you know, this is really fun because I haven't thought about these things for, what, 40 years yeah. or more? Mm-hmm. Uh, more than that. Uh, 
And so I think it's just an experience that kids should kids should get yeah. to have. Yeah, yeah. Any thoughts on this one, Chris? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I love about camp in particular um, is that they, it kind of sets the ground rules the same for everybody, regardless of, you know, what socioeconomic background, what, uh, you know, family background you have, um, what you wear. You know, the fact that, that everybody wears tie-dye during camp is just, to me, is great because it's not something that, that most people wear out outside, but it gives you kind of a shared um, experience mm-hmm. within that in order to kind of give you the, the um, you know, that next step to be able to, to take those leadership roles or to take that, you know, to say, yeah, I do have something I could do during the talent show, you know, this Friday or, mm-hmm. you know, or yeah, I do want to be, participate in that skit that's going on. I remember making uh, dances um, as a counselor in camp at Potosi and, you know, the kids, oh, I can't dance or I don't want to do it. I don't want to look like, you know. I don't want to look dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when you kind of reset the playing field and everybody's participating in a similar way, um, they do kind of get that sense mm-hmm. of accomplishment, you know, and uh, are able to uh, take on those responsibilities. Yeah. I think I think Julie has a great point in that silliness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she said during her sermon that it shows everybody it's okay to be weird. You know, that you're not, you can be weird with the rest of us weirdos and we're all weird together. I think the talent show is a great idea um, to get kids used to being up and in front of people and kind of lose some of that self-consciousness and fear that we all have. And it's a great environment for that. Yeah. The second program goal is about developing leaders. We teach children and youth that they are a part of the body of Christ and we create a space for them to try new things and to be able to lead others. We want children to know that they don't have to wait to be adults or pastors to lead. In the message translation of 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 and 10, we read, But you are the ones chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you, from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. We are all equipped by God to share the good news. So what about you? Where have you had the opportunity to be a leader in the church? How have you nurtured young leaders? Well, I've got some church leaders around me now. We should have some church leader stories. I think my, mine weren't related to camp, but they were related to youth group in church. I was raised Baptist, so uh, we did Awana, and mm-hmm. we, we every Wednesday night we were in some, some group, and I had a lot of opportunity there to uh, be a leader. They allowed you to do that, you know, whether it was leading a, a Bible study or a singing session that we had uh, with that. And I would guess during that time that we also had um, uh, vacation Bible school. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the time I was five to the time I was at least 16, I went every summer to vacation Bible school. And as you progressed in, in school, you became a leader for the right. little kids. Right. And to show them that, hey, this is how it works, and here you go. And I, I to this day, credit all of that to the memory I have 
I mean, the, my ability to memorize things because we memorize Bible verses every every summer, and uh, I won a little pink Bible, <laughs> <laughs> New Testament, for saying 100 Bible verses in a row. Wow. So people always say, how do you have such a good memory? That is how I did it. Really? It was oh. during all those those vacation Bible schools and then Sunday school and all of that where you did Bible verses. Can wow. I say 100 now? No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a really fun thing to do and something that paid off in my work life, you know, my ability to look at something, pick it up really quick and, and move on, mm-hmm. uh, was definitely from my Bible school. And oh, yeah. Think, uh, yeah. Employers will play, mm-hmm. pay good money for yes, people that can pick things yes, up quickly. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, early on in our relationship, that little pink Bible was eaten by my uh Beagle dog, Alf. Oh, man. <laughs> so I expect Alf to be at the pearly gates with <laughs> a brand right. new New Testament in his mouth when I get there. Per- perfect yeah. name for a dog that eats things. Though. Yes, <laughs> Alf. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Uh, is Elf or Alf? Alf. Alf. Alien life form. Alien life form. Alf ate my whole book. No, he ate my Bible. He ate my Bible. So I have been fortunate in that when I arrived at Desert Spring, I was not a leader. Um, I did not grow up in the church, um, didn't go to church camp, um, didn't know youth group, no nothing like that. Um, But this is a place where I, I think it's a good leader incubator. You're welcome to take on as much responsibility as you would like to, um, you're welcome to pursue what is God has put on your heart um, as your passion and to um, your calling. Um, and I'm just very grateful um, that um, that the church saw a leader in me when I was not one. Um, so, well, I think Pastor Dave sees a leader in all of us. <laughs> he sees that, that 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 spark is there for everybody. As a matter of fact, if you go to him with an idea, he's going to tell you, run with it every time. Uh, one of the things that uh, both Peggy and I were involved in was trying to start up the Northwest Campus, and unfortunately that uh, that was one of the, the uh, fatalities of COVID, <laughs> I think. Yeah. So it, it allowed us to to see a church from workings from from the ground floor up. Uh, I think that that's one of the things that this church is great at. Uh, you take a project like Sandy Valley Food Bank or or this food bank here, uh, the homeless programs we do. Uh, so there's a lot of things that you know good ideas came up from certain people who didn't really want to lead them, and then uh, I, I know Pastor Dave kind of gently led them down the path of leadership. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of how it works, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yep. <clears throat> For sure. The third program goal at camp is building community, which brings us back to the body of Christ. I have been a part of the camp community for over 25 years. I have been a part of other communities in my life, too, some of which were only for a season, some that I have been in a part of for many years. I became a part of the church community in 1995 when I was married in the church. There have 
There are many, many communities within the church community that I have been a part of since then that have greatly enriched my life. For me, the biggest impact has been the ministry of camp. What about you? What communities are you or have you been a part of that have helped you to grow in your faith? Well, I know you, Peggy and Mike, um, were part of a wonderful hospitality team at that Northwest um, ministry. That that team was, I don't know, it was like the dream hospitality you guys were so warm and welcoming and fun and informative and just everything um, I think that a pastor could want in a welcoming team you guys were really really good that was a good experience because we all bonded because we were a pretty small group Mm -hmm. trying to get that going we all bonded together and we still some of us still text each other and make mm-hmm. sure they're okay. And, and we see them here at church, too. But it yeah. was just a really good way for us since we were new to Vegas. Uh, I raised my hand. He didn't know it and said, yeah, we'll, we'll participate. <laughs> and uh, we, we ended up participating in spades, and that was good. That was good for us. It was good to get to know the people, and it was good to um, really – grow as retired people because we were we were just not quite retired yet then uh, it was a year later but it was good to have that something to transition to mm-hmm. to to focus on when we right. did retire right. and we kind of missed that but we've gotten involved in ushering here now so mm-hmm. who knows what'll be next we're on the emer- we're on the emergency planning committee so uh, just trying out different little things as as we go along. I have to say this church, I mean, we've lived in seven states. We've gone to churches in that many states, and this by far is the best that we've been as far as welcoming us and making us feel. And it was you, Anne, who made us feel welcome from the very beginning. Mm, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and the other things that this church does is they, they, they there are a, a ton of opportunities to meet other people. We had the, the dinner for six that, that mm-hmm. we, anything that that allowed us to try to get out there and meet different people. We we jumped in feet first, because we, uh, as Peggy said, we lived in seven different states and we knew we weren't going to be staying in any particular area until now. Uh, so one of our goals when we moved here was definitely to make sure that mm-hmm. we uh, became involved in the community. And this is our church community. Right. Yeah put down some roots it's a it's a great church for that um and it's it's wonderful that you feel free that you can try different ministries and don't it's okay for it not to be a good fit it's okay to say maybe that's not where I'm called I I think I want to go try this thing and it's perfectly fine you know nothing is a life sentence you know you, you can move and and change change your mind and try different things and it's it's wonderfully open that way and i think that kind of goes back to church camp when we were kids that they they allowed us to try different things and and i see that environment here as well not only just in camp but for for the older campers such as myself (laughs) yeah the more seasoned ones Finally, the last program goal at camp is about loving and respecting God's creation. 
In my sermon, I shared that children today only spend three to seven minutes of time playing outside per day and seven hours of screen time. That certainly isn't the way it was for most of us as children. But let's face it, as adults, we probably spend much more screen time than we should. I have a few days to get away next week, and when I thought about all of the places I could go and things I could do, I decided to go to the Grand Canyon. It's been a hectic season, so my soul needs to spend time in God's creation. How about you? How often are you spending time out in nature? When is the last time that you were awed by God's creation? Great question. Well, the last time was just this last week. We were up in Reno for a convention, and we went. I, I got to go up to Lake Tahoe, and that is just one of my favorite places. We honeymooned there. We lived in Reno for a few years, and it's just breathtaking. And it that's is. God. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's his creation. And we had an opportunity then to do the river walk in Reno, Again, you're walking down the walk and you see the mountains, and that's my one of my favorite things. I've always liked out, outdoors. We made a plan with our friend from Reno to go to um, Great Basin Park again oh, okay. in uh, September, probably because the last time we were there, the ca- the caves were closed. So mm-hmm. I want to mm. see the caves. Yeah, kind of go to back. that. But that is another mm. absolutely breathtaking yeah creation. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Where do you like to? Uh, uh, spend time out in nature. Well, I like to get up to our property in Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, I should be able to do that uh, one time this month at least. I like getting up to Mount Charleston. Um, I like uh, the Red Rock Loop. I like uh, Icebox Canyon mm-hmm. and getting out on the other side of, of uh, Red Rock Canyon. I really like that. Um, not so much beach related, but I, I do like the beach a lot, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm afraid of water, so... Yeah. Well, you, the beach I go to, there's no swimming. No they, swimming, yeah. No, maybe. they have big pictures of, like, sharks. It's oh. like, stay out of the water. And it's like, don't – well, there's, there's a bunch of seals. Uh. So that's what attracts them in. So, yeah. But that's why there's no one there. <laughs> I should probably not be saying it in the podcast. Yeah. My girlfriend and I's uh, anniversary is this week, and uh, we're going to end up going to Mount Charleston uh, yeah. for, for that weekend, yeah. Good for you. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's 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 something that I feel like needs to be scheduled. Yeah. Um, it's not, you know, when you're in the work working world and my husband works full time and you know, it's like we it's gotta make it into the calendar. It's it just doesn't happen. Yeah, just working indoors on computers. Like, uh, oftentimes I'll go, you know, just get the mail. And when I'm walking out, I'm like, man, I should spend some more time outside today. <laughs> I, I feel you. You know, being the online person for the church, it's like just standing up from my desk <laughs> getting out of nature. <laughs> well, you, have the, you brought the birds in, so you, you're, you have right, nature That's right. That's right. I recently got a, a couple of budgies. Oh, um, yeah. So... Yeah, I, I, they do chirp at me all day. And I don't think a lot of people realize the diversity we have and, and the, our, our blessing to have the diversity around here. We have a desert on one oh, yeah. side. We have a mountain over here. We have a Red Rock Canyon over there. Down that way, you have a, mm-hmm. a, a Hoover Dam and, and that oh, area. Right. Yeah. There is just a diversity of, of things that do. Uh, I remember when I uh, worked out at Nellis Air Force Base, 
my lunches happened outdoors pretty much every day, even during the summer when it was hot, because I wanted to get out and look at the surrounding mountains, yeah. the sky, uh, the birds. It, it, mm-hmm. it's, I would rather be outside than, as you said, when we were kids, uh, I remember in the morning after breakfast, my mom said, get out, don't get in trouble, be back at this time, came back for lunch, get out, <laughs> don't get in trouble, <laughs> dinner is at this. <laughs> so let's have a quick recap on all that I need to know that I learned from camp. I learned about building self-esteem for myself and others. I learned to lead and to encourage others to lead. I learned the importance of community and I learned about loving God's creation. Hopefully some of those lessons are good for you too. If you went to camp as a child and you have great memories, I would encourage you to go again. If you never got the chance to go to camp, it is not too late. Come and be a counselor. If you aren't in a place to go to camp right now, do what you can to encourage a young person in your life to get to camp. And if none of these things are possible, just go outside and take a look around. And remember what we read in Psalm 24, 1. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. I hope to see you on the mountain. And if not there, I hope to see you in church. God bless, Julie. Well, she did a, she did a wonderful job. I've heard uh, nothing but good things. Yes. Yeah. It was yeah, great. It we was got to really watch good. this uh, a church service on a phone when we were in Reno in our hotel room. So, but, yeah. but it was fun to do that there. I was a little jealous I couldn't come up with the kids <laughs> and, and have a s'more. <laughs> Didn't they yeah. look great? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, they did they did had a lot of fun with those marshmallows. All right. Well, any any last uh final thoughts about camp and leadership and all this good stuff? If no? you if you can go. Yes. I yeah. agree. Yeah, it's a it's a great avenue to learn how to have fun and to and to just be a kid. You know, it's uh, when my kids were little um, I was not working and my husband is a retail manager and just does, does not, you know, that doesn't allow for a lot of money to send kids to camp. Um, and I sent my two kids, I, because of the camp scholarships, um, they are easy to get. Um, and people are, are, you know, you don't have to feel weird about asking, for help like that. And now um, that my kids are older, it's my privilege, I feel, to give back some money into the camp scholarships. And I just feel really good. Every time I make a, <laughs> I make a donation to camp scholarships, I remember um, how blessed I was when the kids were little to be able to have that. It's hard to send multiple kids to camp. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for spending your time with us. We pray that this time has blessed you and refreshed you on your faith journey. I'd like to thank our guests, Peggy and Mike and Chris, for sharing part of their faith stories and thoughts with us. If you're watching the video of this podcast, please know that our audio podcast is available to you through SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. 
You can find the devotional in text form, along with links to everything else on our website, desertspringchurch.com, and in our social media. Why don't we say a quick prayer in closing? Thank you, Father, for Julie and for her wonderful words of, of uh camp and how she has found you and the kids find you all this is about you heavenly father and we're just so thankful that we can lead others that we have that privilege uh, to show to show you to uh, upcoming generations thank you for uh, these guests and this podcast we pray that uh, the listeners are, are touched in some way by their time with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.